Okay, we will give this a second shot. Uh, sorry, uh, those of you who tried to tune in and there was no sound. That's my fault. Uh, this little mixer didn't do my dials correctly, so I apologize for the little trip up there. But uh, welcome again to day number eight, episode number eight, if you will, of our Christ in the Crisis video devotional series. We're taking this right up till May the 31st. This is uh, going through the book of Acts in the Bible's New Testament. I feel like I've got a little classroom in front of me. Um, as I check out the viewership, it seems that it's often the same uh, amount of people that are watching. And uh, so if you are watching and you're maybe you watch these in batches or perhaps you listen to them in batches, we've got them on Podbean and uh, Apple Podcasts. So uh, if you're doing that or you're watching, fire me a line, okay? Put a comment on, on Facebook or something or text me. My, my cell number's there. I'd love to know who I'm talking to specifically, but again, it almost feels like a little classroom environment. Please feel free to share this feed with others. There are plenty of people who are looking for interesting content online these days, Christian, non-Christian, whatever religious view doesn't matter. I think they'll find it very interesting. Uh, we have hope to offer in Christ, and uh, that's why our church is here, to reach the one who is far from God, so that together we would become passionate followers of Jesus. So you on the other end of this camera, you're a Christian, share this feed. And um, you're doing a little bit of the role uh, of the ministry when you do that. So let me challenge you in that area. And uh, remember as well that, uh, I'll put this on the screen for you, that uh, the 31st of May, you keep tuning in and you keep learning the odds of you winning an iPad are going up every day, okay? The Easter quiz was easy compared to the quiz that I'm going to do for the book of Acts. It's 28 chapters long. Uh, we're going through it very slowly at the beginning, but we're going to pick up the pace as of next week on Monday and probably do something like a chapter a day, okay? So uh, you will have homework, as it were. You will be quizzed, and uh, there's incentive for you. So uh, you want to win that iPad, uh, <laughs> you're well on your way, okay? This is day number eight. So we started with the first miracle of the disciples uh, uh, post-Jesus' ascension. So this is very unique. Jesus is no longer with them physically. He has sent the Holy Spirit, which we see in Acts chapter 1, Acts chapter 2. And in Acts chapter 3, you begin to see the power of the Spirit made manifest through the lives of these ordinary people. And we saw this miracle take place last night where this person who is lame from birth, as it's in Luke's language, uh, disabled from birth, uh, is healed. And Peter and John kind of confront this man and he is gloriously healed as kind of causing a big commotion uh, in the temple courts. Now, when it comes to the subject of healing, um, what you're going to observe in the book of Acts, and here's a classic example that we will see, is that healing does not typically go over well. We think that, you know, if, if we saw something like this today, and I do believe that these kinds of things happen today, I will explain that in the days ahead, but if we were on the other side of, uh, of a miracle that, wow, you know, people would be really excited and people would be really positive and people would be... Uh, just kind of uh, in awe of the existence of God and so on, if they saw that, you do not really see that reaction that often. You see it sometimes, but you do not see that that often uh, in the Bible. 
miracles and supernatural healings and the divine work of the Holy Spirit often causes problems. And on Sunday, we're going to actually talk about the crisis of miracles. And we will uh, look at that through this this instance and what happens in Acts chapter 3, Acts chapter 4. But immediately after the miracle takes place, watch what happens. Look at the reaction. Um, while the man held on to Peter and John, all the people were astonished and came running to them in the place called Solomon's Colonnade at the temple. When Peter saw this, he said to them, fellow Israelites, look what Peter does and look how he addresses this crowd. Uh, you know, there's an old saying where there's smoke, there's fire. And so these people came and they wanted to see what's going on here. And, and Peter says this to them, why does this surprise you? Why do you stare at us as if by our own power or godliness we had made this man walk? And he's, he is challenging them with this language, and he's going to confront them with this language. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our fathers, has glorified his servant, Jesus. You handed him over to be killed, and you disowned him before Pilate, though he had decided to let him go. Wow, he's confronting this crowd. He's not just saying, oh, well, let's all feel good. We've seen a miracle. He is going to use this miracle to confront this crowd and bring conviction to this crowd. You discern the holy and righteous one and ask that a murderer be released to you, referring to the release of Barabbas at uh, the trial of Jesus, which was uh, a month and a half prior. You killed the author of life. What a statement. I mean, that's very strong confrontation. But God raised him from the dead. We are witnesses of this by faith. In the name of Jesus, this man who you see and know was made strong. It is Jesus' name and the faith that comes through him that has completely healed him, as you can all see. He continues, I know that you acted in ignorance, as did your leaders, but this is how God fulfilled what he had foretold through all the prophets, saying that his Messiah would suffer. Repent then and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out and that times of refreshing may come from the Lord and that he may send the Messiah who has been appointed to you, even Jesus. I mean, we'll stop there. This language, he is using this miraculous sign to call the people to repentance. So this miracle is not only for the benefit of the man who was disabled from birth, which would have been very shocking because in Jewish reckoning, uh, in Hebrew reckoning, typically they would think that his parents had done something wrong. And so God had somehow cursed him. And this is why he was born disabled. He's paying for the sins of his parents or something. Uh, And some Jews think like that today even. Uh, But even this man is dramatically healed. uh, uh, God using Peter and John to do this. And then Peter takes this instance and he uses it to bring a message of conviction and challenge to those Jewish folks that are watching this and they're in the temple courts for the feast of uh, Pentecost for Shavuot. Okay, so, uh, the, and this is going to cause quite a stir. You will see when the, the, the officials of the temple hear what they're doing and hear what they're preaching, it's going to cause big a big problem. 
So miracles often, and you know, we we in the church talk about how we want to see more signs and wonders, and why are they there? We'll talk about that on Sunday morning. But uh, the reality is that not a lot of people, if they're being really honest, want the consequences of the miracle. Because often the consequence of the miracle is a call to repentance, a call to prayer, a call to a deeper devotion, uh, a prophetic message to, to people to, to straighten up, uh, to, to, to change, to be changed, to be transformed. But things are not supposed to say, stay the same in people's lives after there's a miracle. And sometimes people do not like to change, do not like to grow, do not like to grow up. And so miracles can disrupt everybody's life. And we often see this. We see it in the Gospels. We see it in the book of Acts. And this is just one example of that. Um, And we'll keep unpacking this uh, over this coming week and uh, especially on uh, Sunday morning. So I invite you to to join with us and invite friends to join with us. If they uh, do that on Sunday morning, I'll put another announcement up here if it works. If it works. If it works. Yeah, if people people come on Sunday morning and they text REACH THE ONE, to the phone number that you see on the screen. I'm going to give them a, a little free gift via uh, email. Did that for one person uh, this past Sunday and prepared to do it again, all right? So invite friends, share, share, share. Again, those of you on the other end of this line here, this camera, like a little classroom, message me. Let me know who you are. It would be great to interact with you, especially if you have questions as we advance further in this material in the days ahead. God bless you. Have a great, great evening. I hope you have enjoyed the weather today. I certainly uh, had a chance to go out for a run. So God